0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, we've talked so much in the last few days about the state of the people on the streets. And we're headed for another bitterly cold night tonight, according to Alan at Carla Weather. ...according to Cahill, the Irish Weather Channel... ...according to and ...according to pretty much everyone that is watching the weather... ...tonight will be the coldest night of this cold snap. ...now when I came out and sat in the car on Monday morning... ...was it Monday? It was Monday morning... ...it was minus five... ...so if it gets down there again... ...it's going to be a bitterly, bitterly cold night... ...on the streets of Cork... ...and one would hope that nobody has to stay out there tonight... Nobody has to sleep in a bitterly cold doorway in minus four or minus five. Nobody should be sleeping in a doorway anyway, but at minus four or minus five, you would sincerely hope that that will not happen tonight. Sadly, we almost certainly know that it will. Now, earlier in the week, I was talking to the Lord Mayor, Councillor Deirdre Ford, and she told me that her officials were briefing her on the situation. Their view was that for anybody who needed one and anybody who wanted one, there was a bed. Katrina Toomey of the Penny Dinners said, "Uh uh-uh, not so much. There are people out there staying out there because they have nowhere else to go. Absolutely nowhere else to go. And others, some of them, choose to stay out. Now, for the life of me, I could not figure out how anybody would choose to stay out in a doorway at minus four or minus five if there was a place available for them. I have no idea why somebody might do that. That's maybe where we could start with Paul Sheehan uh, from Cork, Simon. I want to go through a few of the issues with you, Paul. Maybe we'll start with that one. Why would anybody, because we know that some do, but why would anybody Choose to stay out and just huddle up under another duvet in weather like we're facing. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. Good to talk to you. You too, sir.
0: It is unbelievable. It it, it is difficult to fathom, but there are. Um, I was out with our own out team on Friday morning, um, and I think it was around minus three. We met quite a few people,
1: um, and all of them, uh, without exception. Well, or
0: choosing to stay out. Let, let, me, let me see
1: if we can't clean that line up a bit, Paul, because I want to talk for a few minutes. Will we drop him back to a phone lens if we can, because that that's not going to cooperate with us? Uh, it also came up at the council meeting, and I'll talk about that later with uh, Councillor Mick Nugent, where the Chief Executive, Andarty, was saying that, again, uh, coming back to say that for everybody who wants one, there there's a bed. Uh, whether that's true or not, I intend to explore it with with Paul, just once I have him back on a slightly more reliable connection. But, Paul, you were saying <clears throat> that you were out with your outreach on Friday and there were people out there who had chosen to stay out. And when you asked them why, yeah. what do they say?
0: Yeah, and actually, I think chosen is, is a bit of a strong word. Okay. Look, our outreach team put it very, very well. Uh, Quite often, uh, people have experienced a trauma that might be preventing them from coming into an emergency shelter that's packed to the rafters, essentially. But quite often, they meet people who don't trust services. They meet people who don't trust workers at those services. That's certainly their experience. And a lot of their work is spending a lot of time just trying to establish a relationship, uh, building up trust to the point where, hopefully, somebody will come in. I mean, our outreach team talks about one man that they've been meeting for quite a long time now, for several months. He wants nothing to do with us, and, as they put it himself. but they still check in on him. They still make sure that he's okay. They still look after his, his well-being and see if he needs medical attention. Uh, and, you know, it, it's a, it can often be a very slow and lengthy process.
1: It's amazing what people have been through and how it shapes their view. And the rest of us, we can only we can only imagine what it must be like.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was layered to the hills on that Friday morning, CJ, yeah. and the, bone, the, the cold still gets into your bones, you yeah. know. And, and, you know, for some people, rough sleeping is a way of life. It's, yes. they, you know, they've become institutionalized to it. and um, They know nothing else. Yes.
1: Paul, let's address the key question, um, which we constantly are told, for anybody who wants a bed tonight, There is a bed. Is that, from your point of view and the work you do with your team, is that true?
0: Yes. We've been working closely with the City Council, with the HSE, with Garthie, with everybody else providing services in the city. Um, There is certainly a space for everybody who wants to come in out of the cold, PJ. And I, you know, say space because all the beds are full. Uh, mm-hmm. But we've been creating spaces wherever we can, in Anderson's Key, on the floor, in landings, in our recreation room, in the TV room, mm-hmm. wherever uh, we can find a space where somebody can bed down. Whatever you can, can, bed
1: can beds, mattresses, whatever you. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, we wouldn't be turning anyone away, um, um, you know, particularly in this, in this cold weather um, snap that we're having. And, you know, to be fair to City Council... And um, you know if our outreach team advocates on behalf of somebody that they need to be somewhere and perhaps you know the shelter isn't the most appropriate environment for them yeah. uh, to be fair the city council will move mountains to try and find a bed for
1: that person yeah you, you've you've never been more in need of space despite all the resources being put your way
0: it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Oh, absolutely like I mean every available floor space pJ uh, in Anderson's Key at the moment is taken up. I mean um, you know with uh, people sleeping under landing, um, it's next to a radiator, so I guess it's welcome and it's certainly better than being out under the stars and weather like this. Uh, we have found floor space in some of our high support houses. Uh, dotted around the city and people can stay there for the duration, but yeah, every available space is being used.
1: Coming up towards Christmas, I know I was talking to one woman this morning who's presently, she's a woman broke my heart she she has a, a good job with a good company and and a good wage and she's, she's living in a hostel at the moment um, and she's terrified because that hostel will, as it's entitled to do, close for Christmas and she's saying, what the hell am I going to do?
0: Yeah. It's you're going to have solution. a lot of that next week, yeah. Paul. Uh, we, are, we're, we have a lot of that all of the time, PJ, not just this week and next week. We have that all of the time. Look, last month we had uh, an average of 75 people a night staying in our emergency shelter. That's the highest I have ever seen it uh, since the shelter opened, certainly since I started here.
1: Hang on now, um, Paul, you're there a long time, my friend. How long
0: is you- <laughs> as Longer than maybe I care to, to say, but since around 2005. Uh, And that is the most people per night staying on an emergency basis in our emergency accommodation last month. And that pressure on services has been building slowly but surely since the summer. In fact, since the last moratorium on rent increases and evictions into homelessness was lifted um, when when we started coming out of the the last COVID-related lockdown. And um, so, you know, that's happening all the time and it's not a solution. Um, And what we're looking at at the moment, people sleeping under stairs, on sofas, on the floors of our rec room, on the floors of our TV room, on the floors of our day service. I mean, that's not a solution. That's Dickensian, PJ. And, you know, people sleeping out is Dickensian. And there is no question but that there is a need for more emergency beds in the city. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's something we need to take a real cold, hard look at uh, when we get into the new year. Uh, Right now, all of our focus is on getting through this week. And, you know, chances are we'll have other cold weather snaps between now and the end of the year. Uh, If not as severe as this, it will still be cold and miserable. Um, And we'll be trying to accommodate as many
1: people as we can. Indeed. We talk constantly about policy and politicians shout at each other across the door all the time. And they go on television shows and shout at each other across the table. Um, Are you people like you, Paul? Are you ever called into the room and asked... Well, what do you need? And if I was the housing minister this morning asking you that question, Paul Sheehan, you've been at the Simon community for a long time now. What do you need?
0: At the moment, more emergency beds. And um, we see that as a pressing need as we head into 2023. But the real pressing need is affordable housing. And I think everybody can relate to that these days. I mean, um, you know, there is a, a severe shortage of housing. There's a particular shortage of one-bedroom housing. Um, Anybody who is stuck in our emergency shelter right now is probably depending more or less on the private rented market to get themselves out, and they really are locked out of that market at the moment. Um, There's no supply. Uh, The supply that's there is far too expensive and is beyond their reach. Um, You know, there is a slow but steady trickle of social and affordable housing coming on stream, but Mm. it is far too slow and is nowhere near meeting
1: Credit mm. um, um, must be given, I guess, Paul, to to the council who even 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 O'No Brin, and I, I say that, like if you're pleasing O'No Brin, that's that's a tough call. But even you know, even on O'No Brin of Sinn Fein, looks at Cork and said, well, to be fair to the council, they've built everything and are building everything they've said they would. They just need to do an awful lot more.
0: Yeah. And that's right across the board, not just in court, but, you know, nationally. But, you know, there there are a lot of fours there where, you know, Simon is represented in one way or another. Uh, There's a lot of talking going on. That has to happen, and it's welcome. But things are moving far too slowly, PJ. Like, we were delighted when uh, the the latest moratorium was introduced on, on rent increases and evictions into homelessness. And that, hopefully, will give us a breathing space over the next few months. But that's due to be lifted in March. And are we going to be back at square one again, where we were 12 months ago, moratorium is lifted, we see a, a slow but steady increase in people presenting to homeless services again. Like we need much more than a breathing space at this stage. And if the government can do anything now, it is to use that breathing space to do everything they can to bring every available uh, piece of housing into use so that people first don't get pushed into homelessness, and that's an ever-increasing prospect, mm-hmm. given the housing crisis and the cost of living crisis, but also people that are stuck in emergency shelters, many for years on NPJ, that
1: they have an opportunity to get out. In terms of space, there's a lot of empty space there, even here in the city centre. As I look down to Patrick, it's a lot of empty space. Like, can 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 your group, can your people, can you turn a space around and make a shelter out of it if the resources are given to you? it certainly
0: could I mean it would take a little bit of time because yeah. you know there are, it has to be somewhere safe um it has to be where somebody where people feel safe um obviously you know it needs to be staffed um obviously it needs volunteers, it needs funding um it can be done mm-hmm. um but you know it needs it needs the political will and it needs the funding p j uh, for it to happen oh, and right. I think you know we'll be putting some focus on that in the new year.
1: Okay. And I think, Paul, at this stage, you're, you've been saying this over and over and over and over again. Do you ever get sick and tired of banging your head off that wall?
0: To be honest, no, PJ, because uh, I think what um, I have, I have a picture here on my desk of a man who was stuck in our emergency shelter far longer than I've been working here. Uh, he was here when I started working here. He was in and out of that shelter all through the the, the last 15 years or so. And, um, you know, uh, Twelve months ago, um, he eventually moved into a flat of his own that he could afford, um, and you know he's been doing really well since. And it's cases like that that really you know keep us going.
1: They drive you on. They drive you on. Yeah. Every every little one of those is a win. Paul, thank you, Paul Sheen of the Cork Simon Community, Corks ninety six FM.